Hello, everyone. This is Nicole from the Western Podcast. I'm obviously recording this little message after the episode has been recorded, but I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you so much for the support for this show so far. I really value your feedback, and I also really appreciate the viewership for this season, especially as well. So, thank you so much, guys. Um, I also just want to point out that this episode is a bit of a standout compared to the last few episodes. So normally when I interview my guests, I learn about their personal lives as well as their creative practices. But in this episode, I still get to learn about these things about my guest. But on top of that, we get to engage with this larger theme of community. And community has been something that we've been encountering a lot within this season so far. So the discussion that we've had about community has been very engaging as well as very valuable as well. So I think you will learn a lot from this episode. And this discussion about community has been very challenging as well because at some point in the episode, I actually stumbled a bit with one of my questions and I wasn't sure how to approach it. So I had a bit of an awkward moment behind the mic. Um, but in hindsight, I think it's very funny to listen back at. Um, but other than that, I think you will learn a lot from this episode. Um, and I want to continue this dialogue about community within the next few guests. So apart from that, um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And yeah, thank you for listening. Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to the Western Podcast. This is episode five of season four. I am Nicole Catalina. I am one of the writers for the Western, and I'd like to thank you all for joining in. Um, as always, I really appreciate the support from listeners near and far. Um, I really love seeing everyone sharing the episode previews on Instagram. Um, I've been approached by many of you as well on the support and feedback, and um, yeah, I love to hear all of your comments. Um, I also really love the attention that this show is getting outside Western Sydney. When I say that, I literally mean outside Australia. Um, I want to give a big shout out to Kiana Aguila Labra. Um, she is the editor in chief behind Maria at Zampaguitas. Um, so she contacted me and she said she was really inspired by the current showcase of Filipino Australians on this podcast so far. And I really appreciate her support so far as well. Um, and yeah, I, I, I encourage you to all check out her platform as well. She's all the way in America and the work she does for Filipino and Filipinx communities, not just in America, but around the world and supporting all people of color creators is, you know, it's inspiring. Um, yeah, so seeing that support outside of Western Sydney is amu- amazing and just beautiful. Um, yeah, just a brief housekeeping note as well. Um, I won't be hosting the next episode. Um, my editor-in-chief, Laura, will be taking over. She's going to do an amazing job. Um, the reason why I won't be in the next episode is just because I'll just be taking just a bit of a breather um, and just getting my life sorted. By life, I just mean my honors thesis um, for uni. So, yeah. Um, I will give you a bit of a hint for next week's guest. Um, she is a bit of a TikTok sensation. Um, and she's also the first non-fillow guest for this season. Um, I, I am aware that we have so many fillows on this show and it's amazing, but we do have some non-fillow guests coming up for this season. So yeah, 
Um, but if you want more content from us or you just want to say hi, um, our Instagram is at the.western or shoot up a message on our website, thewestern.com.au. And if you're listening on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts, um, leave a comment, um, review us, rate us. Um, I'd love to hear all of your feedback. So, yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to start with an acknowledgement to country. On behalf of the Western team, we would like to acknowledge the Darug people as the traditional custodians of the land where we are currently recording this podcast. We pay our respects to the elders, past, present, emerging, and continue to acknowledge their spiritual connection to country. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Okay, so so far on the podcast, we have interviewed an artist, a filmmaker, a makeup artist, and a creative all-rounder. Um, all of these creators have really engaged with physical and visual and interactive practices, but this time for this week, we're going to be spotlighting a writer. Um, and I understand that writing can be a very overlooked um, medium compared to more popular and mainstream platforms around Western Sydney, so music and event-focused spaces. So for this episode, we have Butch Schwarzkopf. So who is he? Um, Joseph Schwarzkopf Jr., a.k.a. Butch, is a Campbelltown-based Philippinex poet and filmmaker. He has performed as a poet in events such as Outspoken Poetics, Unspoken Word Festivals, and the Digital Salas Tula for Typhoon Relief. His works have been published in the UTS Writers Anthology, Australian Poetry Anthology, Mascara Literary Journal, and Maria Atzampagita Literary Magazine. His short film Body was a finalist in Made in the West, Sydney Liftoff, and Cebu International Film Festivals. Butcher's favorite word is pie. Butcher, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so why do you love the word pie? I'm so curious. It's it's just a nice sounding word. Like it it sounds the way that it looks. It sounds round. I don't know. <laughs> it's a round sound. Yeah, it's a round sound. That's like P-I-E, not like the mathematical pie. Yeah. Yeah, it just looks nice. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like... It's such a like implosive like word. Like it yeah. just comes out of your mouth. It's just pie. Yeah. It's just yeah. That's so true. You're not <laughs> wrong about it. It's so simple. Um. Anyway, yeah. It's so crazy because I first met you through Instagram and Twitter, and mm. you lurk around on online platforms. Do you? Yeah, I'm just like always online. That's like my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it everyone's at some yeah, point? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Anyway. Um. Thank you once again for joining us in the show. Um, you write... Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, so obviously so far we have a lot of Philippine Australians and your mm. pieces, your poetry, it's, it captures some very moving experiences about being a Filipino. You look at the nuances of Filipino culture, you look at a lot of subjects and themes such as religion, food and spiritual healers, so like the Babaylans. And the reason why I wanted to get you here was... You know, not just to discuss your writing, but also sort of your experiences in both Filipino, Australian and Filipino American circles. And I guess sort of the future of Filipino Australian diasporas, because, you know, community care is important. And I find it interesting because when I first met you, um, I think it was the Melanie Bruno protest. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. Yeah. I think you told me that you were more well versed in the Amer Filipino yeah, American. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, and I think I'd love to get your perspective because so far, most of the fillers that we've sort of broadcasted have been in the greater Western Sydney, so mm. I'd love to get a more rounded perspective from Southwest Sydney, so yeah. Um, 
let's go to the very very beginning okay um so how did you start writing poetry and have you always written poetry from the very beginning um oh that's a hmm <laughs> i've always written not necessarily poetry i think it I, I i come from the perspective and this is like such like a like an english major perspective but it's like everything is poetry um like a shopping list is poetry if, if you really want it to be um I don't know how to explain that, but it is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I started like like most uh, Filipino kids, like loving karaoke. Mm. And like, so I'd be like, I'd be in like my bedroom at like in like um, primary school writing songs that I'd never share with anyone. Mm. Um, and then like in high school, like I fell in love with rap music. So that was like my avenue into actually thinking about the way words are structured and put together. Mm. Um and that was my intro to poetry. I can't rap, but be- because I can't rap, I kind of just like pivoted mm-hmm. into poetry. And yeah. it's always been on and off. Yeah. So I've, I feel like I've always been writing, but it's kind of like sometimes I just, sometimes I don't write for like two years straight. And then I come back and I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm still writing poetry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like where I keep going back to. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, so it's not even like a artist block kind of thing. It's kind of like... Would you say it's like a period where you lose interest or you just didn't have any time for commitment? Uh, It's a bit of both. I mean, like, you know, when you get busy and like life gets in the way, sometimes like the first thing that always falls to the wayside is your interests, right? Like your your hobbies. So because I had treated it as a hobby for so long, um, I feel like it would it would fall away and then I just come back to it naturally because I needed an outlet or I needed to express myself in some way mm, yeah yeah 100% and I think poetry is a very appropriate form because it's just so concise and hmm. accessible in a way especially with like you do a lot of spoken word as well do you yeah I, I, I started doing spoken word in uni um, that's like the first time I'd heard of it as well mm. um, and yeah I guess the, you know the whole like the like death of the author stuff where like yeah. The, the, the voice of the writer doesn't matter in spoken word because it's literally coming out of the writer it's mm-hmm. like there there's a flip on that or a return to a um like an authorial presence almost um which i love yeah it's a bit douchey to say but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no 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 that's wonderful yeah. that's wonderful yeah and i think yeah spoken word is it, it is very powerful and mm. i can understand if people get really turned off by it because it can be potentially gimmicky but mm. there is still a lot of power into sort of yeah in, into like putting some liveliness to your words mm. and i think that's 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 kind of like the beauty of it um do you perform at a lot of slams or uh not really um i i did uh i've done like bank stamp poetry slam a couple times right. um i've done like and then like gotten through into like their grand slam have you heard of their grand slam oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah um well, I've been done that kind of stuff, and I used to do open mics mm. um, when I was in uni, but they were very like um, like Newtown hipstery type open mics, <laughs> yeah, so very different yeah, from like yeah. um, what you would experience um, in like slams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, what's kind of like the writing process for you as a poet? So, like, not just with your written works, but also your spoken word poems. Mm. Like, do you go and you know, for someone who is very, like, prolific in terms of 
publishing works not just here but also online mm. um do you undergo like a lot of drafts or is it just like yeah off- um so i always like um i start with lines so there's like sometimes i'll just be like doing random stuff and like a, a random line will come into my head and i'll just like write that on my phone and that'll be the beginning of something or it might never go anywhere um but if it does if that line does kind of inspire me to write further then i kind of do a whole brain dump and i just write and write and write um and then i just come back to it with fresh eyes later on and kind of cut away and that's my kind of editing process so i'll i sometimes depending on 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 the poem i'll do that a few times sometimes i just like say screw it and just like give it away as is like i'll put it on like my instagram as is um or i'll like uh read it out at an event as is um but generally speaking, I'll like, yeah, begin with a line, build it up, and then cut it down. Mm. Um, yeah, was there a second part of that question? Oh, no, I, th- I think it's kind of, well, the second yeah. part was like undergoing a lot of drafts. But I yeah. think you kind of answered it like just working. Like when you say you start with a line, it's almost like a mm. prompt, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Like, I guess, yeah, I guess it is a prompt, but like it's a prompt from my own brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like just a, yeah. And I guess the thing about, editing with poetry i feel like you're like always editing yeah so you like might come back to a piece that you wrote like you know a couple years back and Mm -hmm. be like that line doesn't work anymore Mm -hmm. or that line doesn't feel right anymore and you might change it and that's natural in the in the life cycle of a poem yeah um it's kind of like the like the george lucas like going back and re-editing star wars yeah um whenever he had like a a, a new uh avenue to yeah. to publish it yeah yeah it's the same thing with poetry i think you're yeah. just like constantly if you look at your work and you're like i don't like this anymore but i don't know why and then yeah. you kind of figure out what doesn't work you can re-edit it and do whatever with it because yeah. it is your writing yeah, yeah absolutely it's like you kind of do things to your divine will yeah 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 and sorry because you mentioned George Lucas yeah. it's because it's May the 4th today. yeah <laughs> all I've done today is watch Star Wars so <laughs> it's always in your mind you're just gonna reference yeah, Star Wars all the way <laughs> it's the only thing in my brain right now <laughs> that's so funny uh I, I would do the same as well if I if I wasn't working today <laughs> <laughs> I was working today <laughs> uh, <well>, tragic let's <laughs> 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 not tell anyone <laughs> anyway um going on to like your influences mm. um is your writing um do you have any influences outside of because you deal with a, most of your poetry deals with a lot of um your filipino culture mm. um do you have any other influences outside of that or does being filipino play a really large role in your writing i think it's hard to separate being filipino from from writing yeah. uh in in my head like it's i'm writing um in response to myself or my environment and because i'm filipino my environment like the people around me are filipino it's it's invariably going to go back to that subject matter um i have like written about like just random things um like being in a supermarket and things like that Mm -hmm. but it never feels as real or as like um it never feels like it it hits me in the same way as when i write about like culture yeah uh it's not an intentional thing i think it's just what's on my brain yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely so it's almost like the basic principle of like write what you know yeah yeah 
essentially. Yeah. And do you feel like because you write so much about like your filler culture, do you ever struggle with like trying to find some new perspectives with that? Or are you always developing like sort of new, yeah, I guess new points of views, like when you, once you keep sort of writing about it a lot? Yeah. I mean, like, I think, I think we, we're always growing as people. So, you know, when you learn something new about your culture or about yourself, you kind of incorporate that into your art, right? Um, so, like, everyone goes through, uh, not everyone, but a lot of people go through their, like, you know, um, uh, like, how do I explain this? Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, there's, like, the Philo Pride stage and there's, like, the Swagapino stage yeah, and, like, there's yeah. all of those kind of, like, parts of, like, your identity growing and shifting. Yeah. And I think as my identity grows and shifts, my writing adapts to that so mm-hmm. i might be writing about the same topics you know i might be writing about my lola or i might be writing about food but like it keeps changing because i'm changing yeah yeah oh, okay so it's almost like you're sort of shaped by your experiences and you keep maturing yeah because of that your writing matures as well right yeah i don't know if my writing matures but like <laughs> yeah m- my my view on things changes right okay yeah, yeah that's it, shifts. it. That's yeah it. yeah um would you still say you know about about outside of you know, writing about filler mm. culture. Um, would you say you have a particular style, like not just diasporic writing, but mm. like, do you aim for a particular style, or is it just, you know, writing whatever? Um, that's a yeah, that's a good question. And it's okay if you're still exploring your no, writing. Like, as I well. think I think I'm like we're always exploring. Um, you know, some. I I I do a lot of like free writing i guess like as in like just brain dump stream of consciousness style like just putting everything down on paper um and that's very unstructured yeah and then i try to find a structure in that um but in the past like i have been obsessed with like different forms and different structures but i think i'm in a point in my life where i don't care yeah yeah and i just want to like write it out and it's you know to each their own and and structure and those kind of experiments are really important to yeah. progressing your art and i think that like one day i'll come back to that and and do the same thing again and go through it's like a cycle yeah yeah absolutely so sometimes you're just like i want to write a i don't know um twin cinemas poem where it's like mm-hmm. side by side yeah or sometimes i want to write like a i don't know i would never write an ode but like write an ode <laughs> yeah I might write an ode i don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but then most of the time i'm just like brain dumping my my life into words oh that's awesome yeah (laughs) Yeah. and i i think it shows yeah because the way you sort of describe your own writing practices Mm. like you literally put so much like liveliness to it like describing it as a life cycle Mm. is like something that i never really considered about in writing like i mean like all artists like life cycle right because we're like reflecting those points in our life like if you go to like you know um like a like a Picasso exhibition and you see like his different stages in his life and the different stages of art he's done it's I'm not comparing myself I'm just saying that like every artist is like that they all have their different points yeah and it's you know um it's you know it's progression as a person and it is cyclical most of the time I think I think time is cyclical so like everything is you come back to things yeah absolutely yeah 100% absolutely agree with that um 
Yeah, that's that's a beautiful answer. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I love dwelling on answers in this podcast. It's such a weird thing. But anyway, um, yeah, I want to sort of move on a bit deeper about, yeah. you know, the Filipino-Australian community in, in Western Sydney. Because as I sort of said, like most of the guests that I've interviewed so far are not just Filipino. They're within the greater Western City. So yeah. Blacktown, Mount Druitt, Duneside. Um, I'm pretty sure Jaisal is in Maryland. So Jaisal was the last guest I interviewed, okay. um, which is still, I think it's Southwest. But I don't think I had a chance to talk about um the diasporic mm. sort of shapings of southwest sydney yeah. so i have you here now to talk yeah. about it um so i guess starting off really basic um do you sort of identify with being within local communities here so you know western sydney community the creative community or like the Filipino australian community within campbelltown or do you practice your writing more as like a you know, like a solo writer? Like, do you have a lot of circles around here to sort of identify um, with? I, I think most of the time I operate, I like a solo writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are like, there are definitely like strong community pockets throughout, you know, the different areas of like Sydney in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I interact with like quite a few like different poets from different places within Western Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like most of my writing practices, and I think maybe because um, if you think about like writing written work versus writing like performance work, if you're doing performance work, you're kind of tailoring it to the audience that you, you're, you, you're speaking to. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do slam pieces, you're, you're, you're writing for the, the slam audience that you're talking to. You know, if you're writing for Bankstown Poetry Slam, it's a very specific, like you wouldn't go to Bankstown Poetry Slam and and write and speak about like, um, I don't know, how do I explain this? Like you wouldn't go there and espouse like racist views because yeah. it's a very multicultural space, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you're writing towards audience. But when you're like doing like written work, often it's very introspective and you're writing for yourself yeah. or your family or your friends. So it's, it's a very... Um, almost insular task and so I don't feel as connected to like community when I'm doing that kind of writing if that makes sense yeah 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 that makes a lot of sense yeah it's kind of like draws back to um my interview with Jade Diaz a while back um Mm. so they they're a makeup artist um but they operate by themselves but there is um there's kind of like a much larger reason for the fact that you know they prefer to work alone to, to heal um like and all in the name of self-care like just yeah. centering back to their queer identity and their non-binary identity yeah and i think there's sort of like a healing art in that um sort of respect um do you find that writing by yourself is healing in a way as well or do you wish you had communities to connect to like um i th- <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I th- I think a lot of people start writing because they want to, like, express something deep within themselves. And, you know, it's like that. It's it's a form of diarizing almost, you know. Mm. Um, and so it is. It, it can be a healing act. I don't think it has to be. Mm. I don't think you have to, like, write to heal yourself or write to heal others. I think you can, you know, write about, you know, how beautiful a pizza is without it being, like... <laughs> yeah, just um, basic things. Yeah, but I think for my writing is, yeah, I, I, I do 
tend to write to heal mm-hmm. you know there's like that whole meme about like men would rather do x instead of go to therapy <laughs> yeah right it's, that's you yeah <laughs> my ex is either like watching movies or writing it's, it's pretty bad but, at least you know. at least it's a less toxic <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um but then also like you get to a point where you want to share that with people mm-hmm. and that's where like looking for community i mean for me looking for community online was uh, felt like a much safer space right yeah, yeah it's because like you know one i'm I'm like personally very like socially awkward so like yeah. saying stuff out to to people i don't know is can be like frightening mm. right but like if i'm sharing it on a like on a site or i'm doing a i don't do blogs but if i did it like a tumblr blog or like a or like i put on my instagram it's very much like i'm putting it out there and if people want to see it they can yeah absolutely yeah no, that's wonderful. Yeah. And mm. I think online communities is absolutely valid. Mm. Yeah. That's why I sort of wanted to get um, into your perspective about community building yeah. um, and your experiences with community. Um, yeah. And I didn't, th- I think it's so true that like when you're sort of an introvert, um, online community is, and a healthy one at that, yeah. is really like nurturing and sort of productive in a way. Mm. So. Yeah, and and um, I've, like it's it's so nice to like see you on Twitter, like interacting with all like the philams and <laughs> just saying random things yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, and your puns and all the cute stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But what kind of challenges do you sort of face with that? Like, um, because you sort of mobilize yourself within an online community, and mm. well, I don't want to say like you sort of exclude yourself in the local in the local here, but do you think that you face your own? like not issues um i guess encounter like your own um challenges um mm. with just focusing online and just working introspectively as a writer i mean of course like you know you you don't um like you know we're we're social people like humans are social creatures right we need community um and there's there's so much you get from just like being in a room and and feeding off the energy of each other. You know what I mean? Like just talking to people and being in a in a space with them. I think um, is something that you can't replicate very well online. Mm-hmm. Like you can try to like zoom people or whatever, but it, it's not the same as just being in a room and like reading body language and yeah. and sharing food. You know, like which is super important to like Filipinos and lots of like ethnic communities. Like sharing food. Mm-hmm as a as a way of connecting and things like that like you can't do that when you're only online or when you're very introspective um and that's a challenge like i want to like hang out with my like um online friends in person but like it's not possible like right now it's not possible also it's very expensive to do oh god yeah no so like you know my friends like my irl friends are not like um they're not like artists they're just like other like mostly filipino people yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um that i just hang out with that are like really good friends yeah yeah and there's nothing wrong and with that no yeah. no it's just uh like if i want to share my poetry it's very like there's this very specified community that i'm sharing to which is online which right, is not like yeah. in person yeah yeah whereas you if you can like like spitball off someone in person it's very different it's yeah. a very different like experience oh, yeah exactly. yeah no i agree with that yeah, yeah. no 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 it's so so it's I th- limiting. Yeah. I think it's limiting in a way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's so true that, like, because I, I, I definitely relate to you. Like, 
as much as and I think a lot of Filipino artists would relate as well because yeah. um, not to say that like there's no sort of network within here or like no creative network like I absolutely agree that like there's heaps of content creators which I'll I'll get to in a moment um, mm. within Western Sydney um, but when you're sort of starting out and you're not really mobilized within sort of the local community here it can be a bit imitating or even like yeah especially because art is so intrinsically intimate yeah. and when you sort of show your writing to others who aren't really like i guess not really cultured but like yeah don't really have an understanding or like the nuances of writing it can be really difficult eh? yeah yeah of course like um it you want to surround yourself with like well in any art i think you want to surround yourself with people that that can give you you know positive and critical feedback mm-hmm. and you know, engage with you in that way and, and inspire you in uh, in that way. And I think that, like, it's much, like, lighter in person. You know what I mean? You don't have to read, like, if it's a message online, you, it's hard to read tone. Yeah, absolutely. But you can, like, read someone's, like, body language in person or you can hear yeah. the tone in their voice. And, yeah. And it's different. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very, like, it's, it's very different to be in a space with someone. Yeah, absolutely. And, like the i i think there are there are definitely community spaces for that here it's just like when you start off and you're like very introspective it's hard to then like break into those spaces yeah you know what yeah I mean? yeah absolutely and yeah. those spaces can look scary as well mm. like if you were like you know if you were starting off writing and then you um you only like yeah wrote introspectively and then you like went to a community of writers and they all seemed so close and so friendly with each other wouldn't you just be like oh i don't know i'll just stay here in my own corner and <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, yeah um yeah it's hard to break into a community when you don't know anyone as well oh god yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah yeah and it, it takes ages to sort of warm up and yeah. or like even get to that stage of like finding a place to fit into yeah. and you know that kind of like relates to sort of my next question about um well, very specifically, the Filipino community. Um, so it's just sort of getting away outside of writing and yeah. like your own art. Um, how do you stay connected and in center within your Filipino roots? Um, is there like a very strong Filipino community in Campbelltown? Yeah, definitely. Like, um, I, I don't know like the statistics, but I feel like Campbelltown has like the second largest like concentration of Filipinos yeah. outside of like greater western sydney so like if you have like we always say like there's blacktown filipinos and there's campbelltown filipinos oh god yeah yeah (laughs) yeah or like how people say oh the hillshire fellows are so different i mean yeah yeah. like we don't like yeah it's it's very there's pockets right there's there's um pockets of ethnic enclaves and um like i think there is a strong filipino um community in campbelltown um whether that's a strong artistic community is a different question mm-hmm. you know what i mean i think that there's um like lots of like filipino dancers there yeah um i don't know many filipino writers you know what i mean in, yeah. the, in the area yeah. Yeah. i'm sure there are but mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> yeah you know what i mean yeah. um and so like um creating community and, and joining pockets of community can be like just based on being filipino is one thing and then based on art is another thing do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, like 
it's not quite like separating the art from the artist, but mm. it's a much more like complex, sort of nuanced way of looking at community. Like, yeah. you know, you like, I I think, how do I phrase it? Uh, lots of thinking tonight. <laughs> like, it's it's so true. Like separating Filipino community and our community. It's not really like something I thought about. Like, yes, they do mm. exist, but I always, whenever I think of like the Filipino community, like in Greater Western Sydney, mm. I think instantly of Filipino artists um, here because mm. you know there are a lot of content creators here, and I want to. I'll get into it a, bit, a little bit later, but I think Western Sydney is really interesting in like paving the way. Oh, hundred percent. Like, yeah, yeah. For like, especially with like identity narratives, um, and. Yeah, and hmm, sorry, I had a brain fart. Sorry, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, but do you still sort of like w- in recognizing like having a Filipino community, mm. um, even though like none of like I guess the Filipinos in the area are like not really artists. Um, I'm sure still, there are though. I mean, <laughs> there the, are. Yeah. Well, not really like. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm just not like in that circle, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. difficult to like find like mm. artists within that circle. Like they're just fellow. Um do you, do you still try like hmm, I don't know how to phrase this. Like <laughs> I've been having such a brain fart and I'm going okay. on like 4 hours of sleep, bro. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we're all been working. Um That's tough. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, like having that strong fellow community. Um do you think you sort of, you can sort of like stay in center with or without the fellow community? Like, I mean, centering in community is very like that's a really like that could mean so many things. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, like you know, our first experience of Filipino community for most people, like as Filipinos or any like ethnicity is family right yeah. like your first experience is family if you go back to family are you centering your centering yourself in filipino community yeah oh true or yeah. if you go yeah. and then if like let's extend that out and say like your friends from school who are if you you know stayed within a very ethnocentric group of friends at school like i did um if you go back and see your friends is that recentering yourself in filipino community yeah right right, right. and then yeah. just, then generally like if you have like like community events mm. that include a lot of like people of the same ethnicity is that recentered like you know what i mean there's, yeah, yeah 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 there's so many ways to to center yourself in community and yeah. so many different um kind of definitions of what that even means right what even filipino yeah, community yeah. even means for like for me it's yeah. it's like it's kapwa it's family right yeah. like and you know it could be like my cousin's friend's cousin's uncle's neighbor yeah. and if they're also filipino they're still family you know what i mean yeah, that's yeah, yeah. um and and that's how I like center, and that's why I think a lot of my writing is is based in family because I'm so like my my I think in family. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Plus, like fillers are just naturally like family oriented yeah. in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think the main like theme of like community is such a it is such a broad sort of word. In yeah, a way, it, in, like, mean, it's, it's hard to like define, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we if we're talking talking about like a community of like like-minded people of a similar race in a similar area yeah. um you're like you know it's you're how do i explain this <laughs> now you're going over yet <laughs> yeah like 
you're creating these like pockets around yourself and that's what community is right but it's like um those can shift yeah right like my lola when she was alive she was like part of like um this like filipino association like based in in church that's her like that was her community like yeah. like old other old filipino ladies yeah yeah <laughs> hanging out yeah um at the church yeah. like what we define as community is is different for everyone i guess oh, God, is yeah. what i'm trying to say yeah. like and it's hard to like recenter yourself when you're like not sure what that community is yeah oh, yeah 100 yeah, i'm happy that we sort of enable ourselves to sort of get to that understanding mm. because yeah even though like western sydney is especially within like creative circles like mm. they always talk about like community oriented it's so like I think that was why I was struggling to articulate mm. it because once you actually sort of nitpick and scrutinize these sort of ideas of community, you realize it's it's just we have to narrow it down to not yeah. just like oh community like yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and that's something I sort of want to get into the nitty gritty of um, and especially within working within Filipino American circles mm. or like your interactions with the Filipino yeah. American community um, writers especially. Um, even though you, you write in Western Sydney and like you mm. published works um, in, you know, Australian Poetry Journal, yeah. UTS, yeah. Um, you know, as I said, you re- remain very active across the Filipino American online circles. Um, mm. From your experiences with your Filipino Australian community, yeah, like, or what other part of the Filipino Australian community you absorb and yeah. Filipino American circles between those two, do you think there's I guess a lot of similarities or more similarities and differences or vice versa? Like, I think there's definitely more similarity than difference because we're all like, like, if we're talking about like that kind of thing, we're all diasporic creators, right? We're all like people that are creating content that we're all like living a diaspora, like the, like living in the diaspora. Right. Um, and I think our, our experiences of being like, ingrained or or not ingrained within western culture is is very similar right um i think the differences come along when you consider that the australian filipino community or filipino australian community is relatively young compared to let's say the the u.s filipino community where because of like um you know american colonization there are filipinos there from the point of colonization, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, their history is much uh, longer than the Australian, com- the Filipino Australian community, because you have to consider that um, in here, like it would re- would have started in the seventies after the abolishment of the white Australia policy. Yeah, yeah. So our community, I feel like, is just. It's not that we're different; it's that we're in a different stage in our life cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. So, like for example, when I went, like when I was in my undergrad, um, like I started, I did, uh, I was at UNSW in 2010. That's when I started. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started my undergrad, there was no Filipino society. Mm. There was no Filipino groups. But like now, there are. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Philosoc. Yeah. Like, and I think like last year, the year before, there was like even like a like a showcase from different like filipino societies um they did like a karaoke i don't know what they did yeah, but they did yeah, some sort yeah. of like talent showcase from yeah. different filipino societies from different universities yeah 
that didn't exist. Like, it's almost like we're recognizing it now. Yeah, like ten yeah. years ago, it wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so those communities are being formed now. Whereas yeah. in the like, in somewhere like the U.S., those communities were formed, you know, decades ago. Yeah. So it's not that like the experience is different. I think we're just in a different place in our community's cycle, like life cycle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's always, it's always like, you know, there's no, like, it's, it's not like we're behind or anything. No. Like, it's like, you know, it, it's great that we're sort of recognizing it now, mm. especially now that you mentioned it's within the younger generation. It's so, like, we are just very much chipping away at the surface now and I'm happy that we are. Like, and I think yeah. it, it's a reflection of like Australian culture, which is like, you know, um, for a long time was very assimilationist, right? Mm-hmm. Like you had to assimilate to to into white Australian culture, and then like um, like when I was in primary school, it was like you have to tolerate each other's culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I hate that word, but like yeah, you had to tolerate each other. And now it's kind of like th- there's, I feel like we're we're going into a more uh, a place where we can express ourselves better and connect to each other and so i think the communities are growing from that stage because people have been like pushing against these narratives yeah. you know and the more people that push against this narrative the, the more community there is to, to to collaborate with each other yeah absolutely you know I mean? and that's yeah. where the kapwa comes in eh? yeah yeah because you realize like those experiences of suppression is like you know it's it's, it's harmful and then you sort of yeah. convert that into sort of empowerment like there is so much yeah, there's literally so much empowerment. Yeah. That? Yeah. And I think like a lot of what we're doing as a community now is like reclaiming ourselves. You know, like I, I find a lot of um, Filipino Australians, I think, are rec- like reclaiming their, their Filipino hood. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not to say that that was taken away or anything. It's just yeah. it's a very different mentality than like having to try to fit in to, to you know, a wider Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like yeah, reconnecting with your yeah. identity. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's beautiful. And that actually links to my next question about, um, very specifically Western Sydney Filipinos. Mm. Um, I think well, not to say that other Filipinos outside Western Sydney is not doing this, but there's definitely a lot of Filipinos who are, as I said, they're setting the benchmark for yeah. creating narratives in diaspora and identity. So first of, so for example. We've got Mark Mariano and Miranda Aguilar setting, like, yeah, showing um, queer Filipino experiences through yeah. their writing, through whether it be plays or um, editorials through SBS. Um, and then you have Jared Cabellon's film talking about, like, the familial nuances mm. of Filipino generations and even, like, Nicole Oliveira, um, which I'll link you to. I don't think... Do you, I, do you know her? No, I don't. <laughs> okay, well, you're missing out. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no she's, she does some really amazing work. Um, and she sort of works with a lot of like upcycled, um, yeah, up, upcycled dresses oh, and cool. to sort of reshape them into like Filipiniana to sort of reflect the, um, the sort of diasporic, like expressing identity through fashion, yeah. which is beautiful. Um, and, you know, as I said, a lot of these um, Filipinos are like really paving the way for... Mm diasporic and identity narratives um do you think we should continue with our strengths as content creators and supporters or do you think we should just go beyond something as simple as reclaiming our culture like that's a very loaded question you can yeah, take as I much mean, time i i think that like it de- one like one it depends on the person and where they are in their journey like in terms of like where they connect to their culture yeah. right 
but I think that like like these like the people that you've named, they're they're literally paving the way for the next the people after them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so if you have someone who's like being the the first or one of the first like Filipino Australian filmmakers creating films about their Filipino you know heritage or their experiences of being Filipino in Australia then the next you know the person after them can reference that and build on that yeah. do you know what I mean and evolve that mm. it's not necessarily that they have to reflect or reclaim their Filipinoness, but they can build on what's already been made mm-hmm. but if no one's making it mm-hmm. right then we have like, there's no chance yeah do you know what I mean there's no there's no opportunity to to evolve that narrative mm-hmm. I think that like it, it, you know it would be cool for every Filipino to reclaim their Filipinoness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know what I mean yeah. but even like like if we want to get like really like uh, philosophical about it like what is the filipino yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> you know yeah, what, I mean? what, just... what are you reclaiming are you reclaiming yeah. like tagalog like supremacist ident- identity or are you reclaiming like um the definition of a filipino from like spanish time are you re- reclaiming like something before that yeah, you know or, what i mean or like, even like the pre-colonial filipino culture exactly. which is so contested it's like, very contested yeah. and it's very like depending on like different groups like we come like it's weird because like we i think in, um we we all come here and here we're Filipinos. You know what I mean? Like in Australia or in the diaspora, we're Filipinos. But you go back to like the Philippines and you're a Filipino from this town or this city or this, you know, island. Mm-hmm. It's very like, you know, what are we trying to reflect? Are we um, are we reflecting our own kind of Filipino-ness? Like, what does that mean? Are we reclaiming like, oh, I'm like a Manila, like, like my family's from manila so i'm reclaiming that aspect of being filipino you know what i mean yeah 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 absolutely because i think there are there are things that we all have in common but i think there are also like differences that like kind of get washed away when we we try to say like we try to put ourselves under one like a monolith yeah 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 and i think that's where like i think that's as as much as i love like the concept kapwa and like Mm. that was something that i mentioned um during gerard's episode um I think that idea should be contested as well. Like as much as we have like a shared identity, mm. like there there has to be some nuances between each other. Cause like, yeah. you know, for example, like I was talking to Miranda um, ages ago, like yeah. before they had their um, play being released. Um, they were talking about how, you know, there shouldn't just be one type of Filipino that should be represented um, in these forms of media there yeah. should be like you know what what does like a ilocano look like what does a yeah. design look like what does what does a kapabangan look like you know and like they have those issues in the philippines in their media right their media is very like centered around like the tagalog experience mm-hmm. right um but then we come here and we have we have the same issues with like you know because there's lots of different filipinos from different areas and they all kind of their unifying languages um Tagalog because that's what they were taught in the Philippines as the unifying language mm-hmm. um, like it, it does lead to an erasure of like if you're from another community or you don't know how to speak Tagalog mm-hmm. you're like you could be pushed in outside doesn't necessarily mean you are but you could be you know what I mean or you could yeah. feel like you're outside it yeah. and then even like I think that there are different like groups of Filipinos here 
like in Australia, like the the ones who came over, you know, at the start in the seventies. So they were leaving, they were escaping um, Marcos Philippines, and they were coming here for because it was Australia opened its like borders to like non-white people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's that generation of Filipinos that yeah. have come through, and then there's like the generation that came like over in the nineties, and there's a the generation that come over now. They're old have they all have different, very different experiences of being one Filipino, two like Australian. Like and three, like Filipinos, like that whole, um, that the time they come o- came over also has a very different connotation for who they are as Filipino Australians. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And that doesn't even reflect like where they came from in the Philippines. Oh, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's just so much layers to it. There's so many layers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's so hard to like to to. I mean, it's it's good to generalize because it it, it gives us like a uh, something to unify over. Yeah. But then also we have to be careful in our generalization or unification that we don't wash away the the intricacies of a culture. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? yeah. God, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. Mm. Like, I think I think now that we're sort of, as I said, like, I think the way we're paving the ways in terms of identity, it is very much, not to say it's a bad thing, but I think... It's setting the foundations. Yeah. It? Yeah. We're not really getting into the nuances of like Ilocano or Bisaya. Yeah. I think it's just like, we're Filipino. This is what we're capable of. Yeah. But and we need the foundation, right? Like yeah, you need that yeah. foundation there before you can like, then be specific. Yeah. Develop it. From, yeah. As you said. Yeah. Life cycle. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's growth yeah. as a community. Yeah. 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 And I think, I think we'll definitely reach that. Like mm. once, I think the further we sort of, represent ourselves and like work off those foundations yeah further we can definitely sort of have these narratives for like new like more nuanced narratives of what it means to be filipino yeah um yeah so i guess we're up to the last few questions actually yeah so i sort of want to bring it back to and i'm going to be very broad about this the filipino australian community not a specific like western sydney or like western sydney artists or you know, and I want to sort of contextualize this question mm. first because it is a bit loaded, but yeah. <laughs> I'll give you some time to think about it. So, as you know, in within Filipino-American communities, there yeah. is heaps of research programs, platform centers. There's You've got the Bulosan Center, Lahi Arts, Luya Poetry, Digital Sala, Kundiman, um, Marias at Zapuquitas, um, even like the more controversial or somewhat controversial Campion Co and One Down. Mm. Um, even though a lot of these platforms are sort of open to creatives of, cre- creatives of color around the world, um, there is a lot of American writers and viewership more than mm. there is Australians. And I was wondering, because you sort of surround yourself and absorb yourself within Filipino-American circles, how do you think we can sort of take inspiration from how Filipino-Americans unite together um, within these sort of platforms? Like, how do you think we can unite in that way here as Filipino-Australians? Do you think it's just more than online platforms? Like, what other strategies do you think is possible for us to... Or do you think we can ever unite? (laughs) I I think that, like, a lot of these, you know, organizations, platforms, communities, they they built up um, because there was a need. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're answering a question or a, di- a, a, a lacking in the community. You know what I mean? Like, 
um, they're they're focused on something within their own kind of space that was missing, and they wanted to fill that gap for their community. I think if we were going to take inspiration from anything um, from that, it would be here in Australia to to f- try to find the gaps that we have and try to fill those gaps yeah. in whatever aspect there is. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, for example, if I take it to poetry, is there poetry spaces for like Filipinos in Western Sydney? Because I'm sure there are like Filipino Australians in Western Sydney who are writing poetry. Yeah, absolutely. Are there spaces for them to, to share that? Um, and if there's not, like, who, you know, who's going to decide to make that a thing? Yeah. And it just takes one person or one group of people to then say, actually, th- there's a gap here. Like, the Western started because there was, uh, I'm assuming, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming that there was a gap in representation in, like, that kind of media space mm-hmm. in, in Western Sydney for, like, young Western Sydney creators, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean, or people yeah. of color creators. Like, yeah. it's answering a question. And so if your community is not asking themselves that question or if, if they don't identify that gap to begin with, then there's never going to be, you know, anything built to fill that gap. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, do you think, can you, na- well, outside of poetry, hmm. what other gaps do you think I can identify? Because I think I can identify one. <laughs> but... Um, do you, do you think there's other gaps outside of like the creative space or oh like 100% yeah. there's like you know like our community is um it's it's hard cuz like i know like lots of filipinos are like yo i'm filipino i rap like i'm philo i rap philo you know what i mean yeah yeah but there are also lots of philos who like fall into like that like the model minority kind of like i have to be you know the best in my field type yeah. Filipino yeah. that, and I don't care about my community or where I came from. I have yeah. to like integrate into this and, yeah. and, and just do the best for me or my family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like, it's, it's hard to say if we're not, if we're not, I don't know what I was trying to say, but it's hard to say if, if we're not coming together or we're not trying to come yeah. together. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's, do you think it's too ambitious to say, if it if we'd ever come to a point where almost like looking at rose color rose and glasses um like all filipinos will ever eventually unite together and like we'll make friends and like is that a bit too ambitious or do you think we can actually get to that point oh i mean i don't know if it's ambitious but like mm. do we need it yeah oh no like, that's that's a good point the yeah. question is like do do like Cause it'd be nice yeah, like i would yeah. love that <laughs> <laughs> it would be but yeah but is it is it like is it something that our community needs yeah is the question and i think that if we identify like what does the community need and fill mm-hmm. those gaps you know eventually maybe we'd we'd end up to that point but do we yeah. even want that like do we want yeah. it's not just do we need it but do we want like um like a unification of all filipinos yeah in western sydney or in australia or you know what i mean like yeah yeah and i think it's almost like i think it's true like what's sort of the necessity in that Mm. yeah that's a very extreme example of Mm. like (laughs) (laughs) um, over like the results coming from like filling in those gaps yeah yeah. but yeah like it's 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 more about yeah what like what are our community's needs and like what's lacking like so yeah if if there are i don't know like filmmakers like so many different Filipino filmmakers, but they're not coming together. Mm-mm. Maybe like 
there needs to be something like a, yeah. a, a group that brings them together yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? or um like for example um there was a i, I, I won't be specific because i don't want to like um touch on any like issues if there's like legal issues around it yeah yeah <laughs> but there was a uh a creative non-fiction piece published in a i know who you're talking yeah about. <laughs> that was published in an australian publication um that was written by a white man about like uh sex tourism in the philippines mm-hmm. um and a bunch of filipinos came together mm-hmm. um united by a like a really great filipino australian poet who just kind of knew different filipino australian writers Mm -hmm. and she brought together all these different filipino australians and introduced them to each other Mm -hmm. because we didn't know each other we didn't know there was like other it's not that we didn't know but we like we hadn't been um combined in that way yeah oh true and we we came to like she brought us together to battle that one issue yeah do you know what i mean it's it's almost like there's almost a solidarity in that yeah yeah and like so if you when there's a need i feel like we can come together <laughs> oh god yeah absolutely um or if there's like a, a question within the community i think there's space to come together yeah yeah um, yeah when i was sort of in dialogue with this um this week about how we could like how filipino australians could unite and i think mm. yeah one of the things they mentioned she mentioned was organization and i think that's a perfect example mm. isn't it yeah like organizing around issues right yeah um it's i think it's a, like a perfect example of of how you can you can bring people together yeah. if you have an issue that you all face yeah you know yeah. And, or that you are all passionate about yeah absolutely yeah i think it's it's so interesting though because like i think you sort of like talking about gaps um i think it also comes down to um just sort of the fact, just sort of the ways in which a lot of Filipinos, Filipino Australians, sort of engage with cultures and like how to find some com- common ground with yeah. expressing that engagement with culture. So, for example, you know, you have Filipinos who are very involved with activism or like mm. very engaged with politics in the Philippines. They have very nuanced approaches to Filipino culture and like a more nuanced um, approach to the country. Yeah. Um, they're very well informed with like philippine history and revolutions but then you also have like filipinos who are also fairly apolitical like you know they connect to culture just food or aesthetics or music or like yeah you know subtle filipino traits um and they sort of remain clueless um about what's happening in the philippines and i think there's and those those are just some examples of like engaging with philo culture it's not good or bad thing it's different yeah it's different and as someone who sort of engages and i'm sure you just do the same like you do like very deep activist um yeah activist stuff but then Mm. you also like go back to the very basic ways of engaging with culture like Yeah. yeah um i think it's i think we sort of have to be a bit generous about and like yeah it, it comes back to empathy yeah like being empathetic towards other filipinos like and not being i guess yeah not being too like rude <laughs> i mean not rude but um don't ostr- don't ostracize others yeah like be accepting or like be sort of having an open mind if you know say for example someone isn't well informed about philly history mm. or you know you, you just can't give them shit for like yeah yeah i think i think everyone is like on their own journey of culture right like 
some like yeah some people are very like politically aware and i wouldn't like like when when i think about it like i wouldn't call myself an activist and i'm not actually like um i'm not officially part of any community like activist communities but i like i want to be i i i try to be like politically aware and i try to keep up to those things and i try to like be there or show up when when it's possible you know what i mean um and that's where I'm at in my journey. But some people are like much further in and, and they're all in, you know what I mean? And and they're like, um, and other people are not. Other people are in like a, a different space where they just want to like experience like the food of home or the music or the, I don't know, being around their relatives. You know what I mean? Everyone has a different space or place in their their connection to to their culture, I guess. And it's kind of trying to be understanding of where each other are at. And like, I think if we're understanding of where we're all at, we can kind of push each other towards. And I think like, maybe I don't know if push is the right word, but I think like directing each other towards like a more aware consciousness of like what it means to be a Filipino, what it means to um, be like, uh, come from this this history of, of, of um like oppression and revolution you know what i mean like if we're more aware of 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 that i think as a community we'll we'll all grow or we'll all develop you know what i mean mm. but we have to be a, we have to be acknowledged sorry where everyone is at to begin with mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and yeah. kind of i don't know if push is the right word but like yeah. maybe Encourage. like walk Inc- with them on that yeah, journey you yeah. know what i mean no that's a beautiful like meet them answer. where they're at yeah 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 no yeah. that's a beautiful answer yeah and i think that's so much it goes back it goes back to empathy and it's so mm. it's definitely so much needed because you know as i said like we shouldn't give people shit if they're sort of behind with things and there's nothing wrong with being behind with things yeah, yeah. it's almost like what you said about um filipino australians today finally making those communities and making those platforms for to give space for filipinos here to yeah express their culture and i think that once we sort of come to an understanding of where people are at mm. like we can be generous and say we can start doing the work and i think yeah i think that's a beautiful way to approach it um, yeah yeah oh your mind <laughs> oh okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no it's so awesome like speaking to you and i, I love like having sort of that fresh perspective because like, i th- well not to be too transparent but i'll just say it calms down a lot of my anxieties. <laughs> mm. Yeah, about community and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, like, yeah. and I love that. Like, I, I just, lo- I love your perspectives. Thank you. Oh, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> um, outside of that, um, do you have any sort of writing projects coming up? Um, are you going to publish anything soon? Uh, Please publish a book. <laughs> I would love to. I would love to do a a, a book of some sort or a chat book or, or anything. Um, I'm kind of up in the air with that kind of stuff. I, I, I write and then like I, I collate things, but I don't really send them to, to anyone. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I have fair. like friends. I have fair. like critical friends that I send it to and, yeah. and, and, and get feedback from. But it's not like um, I'm not in a place right now where I, I, I know what what I want that to look like. Yeah, and like, that's absolutely fine. Like I have a like I have a, like a chapbook manuscript that's like sitting there, but I'm not like shopping it around. Yeah. I'm just getting friends to look at it. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. It's I think. Oh, like I would love to. Mm-hmm. I would love to have work coming out. I'm, 
like I'm working with some like other uh, like Asian creatives um, from like ACN Sydney, so Asian oh, Creative Network Sydney. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. we're like working on a um, on a script that's just like not real. Like yeah, it's, we're just working on like a film script mm-hmm. and stuff, and it's things like that. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm doing little, lots of little projects, but nothing like. Nothing ambitious. Nothing ambitious (laughs) right now. Yeah. Yeah. Not at this moment. Yeah. No, that's great though. Mm. Yeah. And I'd love to like see how that comes into fruition. Mm. Like I I think you'd be amazing. Thank Um, you. Yeah. All good. (laughs) I'm loving Uh, this affirmation. (laughs) (laughs) You are valid. (laughs) You're safe here. Um, Anyway, um, my last question, and then you've got a poetry reading, but um, my last question is, what advice would you give to la- uh, <laughs> young Filipino creatives in the area? So not just writing, but mm. those who, you know, who are just like you, who just yeah. find like navigating community intimidating or like just want to find a space yeah. where they work. What kind of advice would you give to them? Um, I think like be true to yourself and your art and if you know if you're doing that and you're you're constantly trying to to develop and improve and you're also doing the you know doing the readings mm-hmm. <laughs> as they say like learning as well as as doing that stuff i think that uh, it's like learning as well as creating i think that you'll you will find like-minded people mm-hmm. you know what i mean if you're afraid of community i think eventually if if you're always creating you'll find people mm-hmm. you know what i mean um and it it's it's a case of like just keep going mm-hmm. and keep being true to 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 where you're at mm-hmm. in your journey and and i th- i th- you know i hope that you just kind of like yeah meet other people along the way that are in the same kind of space mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, if that makes sense yeah you know I mean? yeah absolutely yeah. it's a very waffly answer but yeah no, no, no. that's a beautiful answer uh. yeah i love that like just sort of finding finding your own circles in a way mm. like and you'll eventually sort of yeah if, like if you're creating people. work and you're putting it out there mm-hmm. like and people are seeing it they will like inevitably like either communicate with you or, or share it or, or do something you know absolutely. what i mean like if yeah. you're if you're putting yourself out there then people will see you absolutely. you know what i mean if, yeah and if you're not at the stage where you're ready to put yourself out there, it's still okay as well. It's yeah. okay to just work on yourself and work on your art. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that concludes the interview. Um, I asked you. you to... Oh, good. Um, I asked you to write a poem just to wrap it all up. So what are you going to read for us today? Sure. I will... Uh, I'll read something from my Instagram. Cool. That's cool. Cool. When you're ready. Um, I just got to find it. <laughs> yeah, take your time. Take your time. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a beautiful poem too. So this is called The Fabric of Existence. Um, do you want me to explain things or do you, should I just read it? I reckon she just, just read it. Yeah, okay. Okay, so this is called The Fabric of Existence. I am the custom barong Tagalog I wore on my wedding day. All pinyahusi, off-white, half-opaque thoughts and intricately patterned words. I am the good morning towel my mother trapped between my sando and my back comforting Chinese cape of my childhood, a thin, shredding material. I am my sister's barotsaya worn as a primary school culture day costume hone sewn from dollar store tartan scrap simulacra of our culture. 
I am the Filipiniana my Lola treasured for special occasions, matching brooches and earrings and rings, the classic Filipina glow-up for friends and feast days. I am the alampay my wife didn't buy in Manila, delicately detailed, soft and sheer, structured. But when will I wear this in Sydney? When can I be Filipino in Australia? That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your poem. Salamat. <laughs> and where and thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and oh, just thanks for having me. <laughs> it's been really nice. Oh, it's course, been really nice to just talk and, yeah. and, and in a safe space and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, really and cool. I'd love for like everyone to hear more of you and your poetry. So where can we find you? Uh, I guess online spaces like <laughs> um, <so laughs> like Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. What's your Insta? Uh, butchoy.sch so b-u-t-c-h-o-y dot s-c-h um and my twitter i guess if you want to read like random thoughts that i have throughout the day um which is butchoy kubo b-u-t-c-h-o-y-k-u-b-o awesome yeah i'll put them into the description and show notes um but once again thank you so much thank for you this. for having me no worries <laughs> anytime This episode of The Western Podcast is hosted and edited by Nicole Catalina, with intro and outro music by The Western co-founder, Clarissa May. The Western is founded by our editor-in-chief, Laura Ranola, and recorded at our Duneside home in Western Sydney. You can follow us on Facebook at The Western and on Instagram at the.western. Again, that's at the.western. For more interviews, live pieces, and content from us, visit our website at thewestern.com.au. Thank you for listening. Peace out.